Hi guys, McLaughlin here. That would be of the Craig variety. Hi, this is Shana Blaze. Hello, this is Tom Ballard. Hi, this is Melissa Cap. G'day, this is Scamo, Scott Morrison. Hi, this is Reese Nicholson. Hi, Gina Liano from the Real Housewives of Melbourne. Hi, this is Reese Maston. Hi, this is JC Fox. This is Kathy Griffin. Hey, this is Todd McCollum. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic. Hello everybody, it's Omar Rudberg and you're listening to the Troy Murphy Show. Troy Murphy laughing at me in the other studio. Oh, he's dancing to my radio vet. Hello, Troy. The last couple of shows I've listened to the Troy Murphy show, I've nearly had a couple of accidents because my eyes have been watering with laughter so much. Is it me? Am I the problem? Surely I can't be the only one that thinks that the world is going bananas. With doctors last summer claiming the term morbidly obese to be ditched. Look, I understand morbidly obese is not a glamorous term, but unlike the morbidly obese lifestyle, one should not have to sugarcoat everything to explain that it's problematic. He's ready for his close-up. It's the Troy Murphy Show. Ladies, gentlemen, them, they and all, welcome to the Troy Murphy Show. I'm, of course, your host, Troy Murphy, and this, as the name suggests is The Troy Murphy Show. Yes, that's right. It's that glorious time of the week again, Thursday nights from 7pm, when The Troy Murphy Show graces the TWSR bandwidth and airwaves for an exciting adventure of talk till 8pm. Big thank you to the Bumper to Bumper team for kicking off Thursday night as we now get into Thursday night after dark. Now, what is The Troy Murphy Show? Well, we are a show with something for everyone. We are, well, we're a talk show. It's a talk show. We talk for the entire hour. So much talk, you'll have your ears talked off, indeed. But we cover the weird, the wacky, the wonderful news. We have a lot of fun at the beginning of the show. We've got the quick quiz in the middle. And then at the back of the show, we take a look at the serious news breaking around the country and the world at the moment. On the show tonight, we're going to take a look at how the internet turned on a man for the way he prepared his meat pie dinner. You will be shocked, ladies and gentlemen, them they and all, you will be shocked. We'll also take a look at how science has proven that getting mad is good for you, as well as how not tipping your food, home delivery service driver person uh, may delay your delivery. Hmm, that's news coming out of the US this week. We've also got some studies on how many adults are stealing their kids' Halloween candy or lollies as we call it here in Australia, or chocolate. I like the chocolate. I'd probably steal kids' chocolate too. Also, how many Australians admit to drink driving according to a new study done by the NRMA. We'll also check out local Sutherland Shire News, the latest on the cost of living crisis and so much more. But first, today, the second day of November, we celebrate International Men Make Dinner Day. Yes, and being a gay man, I expect a man out there to make me dinner tonight. 
It also happens to be Deviled Egg Day. So uh, <clears throat> a, a little word of warning, whoever is going to cook me dinner tonight, don't cook deviled eggs. I know that's a day we're celebrating today, uh, but I just don't want the gas tomorrow. Hmm. And with that, welcome to TLSR's one and only over-opinionated talk show. With sass, with flair, with drama, with content, with compassion. It's crazy, it's assertive, and uh, it's a whole lot of something for everybody. Hmm. <laughs> So let's dive headfirst into this week's show without any safety gear on, of course. Isn't that right, Paul Liam Smooth Jazz, uh, 6 p.m. on Sundays? Because that's how we do things here on the show, responsibly. Don't try this at home. It seems today that all you hear is music on the radio and murder on podcasts. But where are those good old-fashioned talk shows on which we used to rely? Lucky Bear's a Troy Murphy show. Lucky Bear's a man who positively can do all the things that make us tune in live. It's the Troy Murphy show. Fun stuff at the front, serious stuff at the back of the Troy Murphy show. As we begin this segment with a little bit of a warning, a little bit of a, well information so later on we can say I told you so. The Troy Murphy Show in this front part of the program is all about the theatre of radio, harking back to the glory days of non-stop talk radio where shock jocks got outraged and went over the top on every subject even if they didn't give a flying hoot to what said subject was or Whatever the subject was. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, them, they, and all, let's bring this back. We haven't filed a news story in a while, so we're going to bring back our favourite way to introduce a segment here on the show as we file this next segment under In Breaking News! Crimes against pastry committed down under. Yes, a Reddit user named Nuclear Hermit. <laughs> oh, people should not be allowed to name themselves on social media. Recently shared a controversial way of eating meat pies to the social platform. A beloved Australian classic is a meat pie. And this nuclear hermit, he probably has that name because he doesn't want to identify himself personally, because he's about to be criticised badly. Well, instead of the traditional approach to eating a meat pie, this nuclear hermit bloke, person, fool, served his meat pie with, you know, traditional tomato sauce. Tick that one. He's added plastic cheese. You know that stuff that um, comes in the wrapper. That is just, I don't even know how they legally get to call it cheese. Uh, he's put us, and then also served it with a side of white rice. That sounds okay, but then what he's done, what he's done, and this is where it gets outrageous, ladies and gentlemen, them, they, and all. He's grabbed a fork, mixed everything together into one giant peculiar meaty concoction. You've got pastry, you've got meat, you've got 
plastic cheese, tomato sauce and rice. This unconventional pie eating method, well, as always, it sparked outrage and a little bit of confusion among the online community on Reddit, with many expressing their shock and disgust in the comments. I don't blame them. I could be one of those people too, but instead I'll take it to my radio show and share it across the Sutherland Shire. Some users even made satirical remarks about the unconventional pie <laughs> presentation of which I will let your imaginations run wild with what sort of comments people wrote while others offered constructive suggestions for improving uh, his technique. <laughs> I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, someone give this guy a cooking show and we can call it Cooking with Chaos, coming soon to a television near you, where you'll be taught how to turn your favourite dishes into an unrecognisable monstrosity. Worse... Worse, these pies, in my honest opinion, <laughs> should be considered as a biohazard. There should be a requirement to wear a hazmat suit for consumption. Imagine what it's going to do to your guts. Worse, what happens after it digests. That's just plain icky, let's move on. Or is this just the epitome of uh, being lazy whilst trying to adult at the same time? You know, you want your... You've got your meal. Your meal together. You've got your carbs, you've got your meat. There's no two veg in it. Maybe the tomato sauce could be counted as two veg. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but, but either this guy is a, a genius or a pure evil mad scientist. I think we should label these pies Frankenstein pies. And what next? What next? We all know what the internet is like. People see this and they try to outdo each other. What's next? Meat pies with a side of marshmallows and a drizzle of maple syrup. And what would we call that? The uh, the, the sugar rush pie experience? Maybe a bit of pavlova to keep it Australian. Are we, are we witnessing here Serious note, not really a serious note, but we'll just call it a serious note for dramatic effect. Are we witnessing the downfall of Aussie cuisine here? Are we? Are we? That's the question. And I think we are, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we should all email, call, phone our local politicians, especially our federal ones, and ask them to consider passing a bill to protect the sanctity of meat pies with penalties for pie desecration. Hashtag we must preserve our national treasure. <laughs> I dare someone to write to that to our local federal member. <laughs> no, I don't. Don't do that. Don't do that at all. 2SSRFM, the home of the Troy Murphy Show. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to this here, The Troy Murphy Show, as we file this next segment under In Breaking News, Tipping Induced Light Speed Delivery. 
Wait, no, that's not the actual headline. The actual headline reads... Can we say this? I don't think we can because it might be considered promotion of a business. We're not here to promote this business. Let me get out the front. Uh, But there is one of those meal delivery services, you know, the one where you dash for a door. Well, they've warned users that not tipping ahead of time may result in a longer wait for your food. Yes, the dashing of doors has issued a warning to its users, indicating that not tipping drivers ahead of time, ahead of time, before we've even got the food, (laughs) may lead to longer delivery times. The warning is displayed when customers enter a zero tip amount while placing an order through the app. The message urges customers to consider adding a tip, emphasising that orders without tips may take longer to be accepted by the delivery drivers, resulting in slower deliveries. Now, while this is currently just a US thing, uh, you know what we're like here in Australia, give it a year or two and we'll be copying what the Americans do. Now, while the intentions of this decision appear to be uh, encouraging tipping by highlighting that drivers prioritise more profitable orders, the move has sparked debate uh, among customers, with some arguing that the responsibility of compensating drivers should fall on the app itself, not the consumers while others believe that tipping should be the standard practice and those who don't tip should be denied food delivery. I know the whole tipping culture is different in the US to here in Australia, where the tipping culture is uh, the thing to do in the States because their service people get paid below a living standard. Here in Australia, not so much, but come on. Come on, you're already paying for it. You pay for it to be delivered. Why should you tip? And I don't know about you. Throughout COVID, I ordered a lot of the uh, the delivered meals uh, and I experienced a lot of delivery drivers. Now, I live here in the Shire, uh, down by our beautiful beaches, and I live in an old block and it's a bit of a weird block. The entrances are weird. You know, it's a unit block downstairs of one side of the building, upstairs of the other. But I have detailed directions on how to find my front door. It couldn't get any simpler. In fact, I've had many, many a driver who deserves a tip uh, who have complimented on the instructions given, whilst others who don't bother reading the instructions get absolutely lost trying to find my front door and they want me to tip beforehand no no do a good job and you'll get a tip later uh, <laughs> maybe this news uh, story should have been uh, titled in breaking news non-tippers will receive their meals by a carrier pigeon because you know they're slow the pigeons, and they'll probably steal your chips at the same time. Or better still, how about some sort of lotto 
tipping feature or a tip lotto feature where if you tip generously, your food gets delivered by a professional sprinter or bike ridey person. I don't know what the sport is. I couldn't think of it off the top of my head. And if you don't tip, well, your order might just take the scenic tour of the, the suburbs before arriving. Hmm, little walk in the park first. Or in my case, along the beach. Or, or how's about this for an idea? Instead of just blatantly asking for a tip as the meal is being delivered or the, the, the driver decides whether they're going to take your meal because you tipped or didn't. How about the Hunger Games of food delivery? Where may the generous tipper win a meal delivered within five minutes? Yeah, I'm going movie themes here uh, to see if that works as ideas. You know, we're just, we're at the drawing board. We're at the drawing pe board, people. Join me. Or an even better idea, <laughs> the guilt trip. Subtle at first, then it gets worse and worse the more you don't tip. Little sarcastic messages about not tipping the service people. Hmm, I like that. Little bit of passive aggressive commentary on your meals. Now do remember, this is just a satirical look at this uh, news story and it's all in good fun. Tipping is important, especially for service workers who don't get paid very well, but only if they do a good job. But in the meantime, we still have that thumbs up feature. I, uh, I like to do give the, uh, I love to give reviews. I'm sitting there eating my meal. Mm, how will I review this? <laughs> maybe, just maybe that's where I got my idea for the passive aggressive uh, <laughs> messages from the app when you don't tip because it's normally me doing it the other way round. Hmm. Never miss a beat. Follow The Troy Murphy Show Facebook page. Search The Troy Murphy Show. It was Halloween this week, if you uh, missed it. Uh, but it was that trick-or-treating night, predominantly done in the US, but it's being adopted down here in Australia. Not successfully yet, but the gays are doing it, so the rest of society will follow soon. Now, <laughs> you know here on the Troy Murphy Show, I love our good study, and I love a good survey. A recent survey has uncovered some surprising and slightly ridiculous Halloween candy lolly-related revelations. Nearly 60% of parents parents surveyed <laughs> confessed to stealing their children's Halloween candy stash. Uh, I'll, I'll just say candy because this is an American article and they keep referring to candy, but we know here in Australia it's lollies, not candy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, once their little ones had gone to bed. <gasps> Clutch. Well, not the pearls in this case. It'd be one of those lolly uh, necklaces. Clutch the lolly necklace. Now, the candy thief uh, was not confined to their own offspring, as 57% of respondents admitted to having to purchase additional candy to hand out to trick-or-treaters because they'd already devoured the initial supply. 
Look, you know, let's be serious. Let's be honest here, ladies and gentlemen. Them they know. Let's be honest. Uh, last year when I was working from home, I decided that I would supply uh, my unit with chocolate and lollies just in case trick-or-treaters came. Of course, I did not put up any Halloween decorations outside my place to indicate that I was giving out candy like a person should do, just so I could have the candy all to myself, the lollies, the sugar, the chocolate, whatever it was. (laughs) To add to the absurdity, oh, I can't even speak, this is this crazy. The survey found that one in 10 adults gave their children the night off from brushing their teeth on Halloween. What, what, what? And speaking of surveys and studies, a recent report titled Bust the Boozers, released by the NRMA here in Australia, has revealed statistics regarding drink driving in Australia. The report indicates that more than one in 10 drivers have confessed to driving while over the legal blood alcohol limit. Now, this alarming data highlights a significant issue that persists in this glorious year of 2023. Despite ongoing efforts to combat drink driving, among the key findings, 12% of individuals who consumed alcohol admitted to driving while exceeding the limit with an additional 17% suspecting they may have been over the limit during their journeys. Moreover, 14% of those who confessed to drink driving had previously been caught violating the law. Now, wherever you are, whether you are driving, hopefully not drunk or sitting at home or wherever you are, raise your hand. Are you one of these people? And uh, I'm not going to tell you if I have my hand raised or not, but uh, this is just one of those secret, admit it, go on. (laughs) Are you one of these people or not? Never miss a show, listen on demand. Click The Troy Murphy Show on the 2SSR.com.au homepage program guide. You're listening to The Troy Murphy Show, awarded the Best Dramatic Reading of a Menu Award, both 2022 and 2023. Hmm, as we file this next segment under, ah, uh, there's finally a study that gets me. I also hope it means ranty, though. Mm, Confused? You should be. Let me dive into the story. A new study published by the American Psychological Association suggests that anger can be a powerful motivator for achieving challenging goals. Now, uh, researchers from Texas A&M University Well, they conducted a study involving 233 students who were exposed to different emotions and then tasked with solving difficult anagrams within a time limit. The study found that students who were exposed to images that made them 
angry solved 39% more anagrams than any of the other emotions. And uh, let me just interject here with humans. This is not part of the article. This is me attempting to be humorous. Those who were uh, exposed to the emotion that involved uh, videos from the hub, well, they didn't solve any because they had to run to the bathroom. Hmm, some of you will get that joke. Some of you are going to go, whoo, straight over their head. Now, the surprising results, challenges, challenges, I tell you, ladies, gentlemen, them, they and all, the notion that happiness is the ideal emotion or emotional state for mental health and well-being. Well, so says Professor Heather Lynch from said Texas A and M University, who also said that this study suggests that a mix of emotions, including negative emotions like anger, result in the best outcomes. Which why, ladies and gentlemen, here on the Troy Murphy Show, we like to go on a little bit of a ranty, have a bit of a tanty, get our emotions up. That's why we're the number one rating station. I mean, show here at the station. <laughs> I'm just joking. That's not why. It's because we have celebrities on. It's got nothing to do with me and what I do on the radio. Oh, let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at this. Have a little bit of a laugh. New research reveals, ladies and gentlemen, anger management classes are indeed... The secret of success. Get mad, people, or join me and get ranty. Uh, because who needs therapy? Who needs therapy when you can just get mad? <laughs> Science proves it. Science proves it. Uh, and which then leads to road rage. We've all experienced road rage. Well, now it's good for you. It's the ultimate like life hack for achieving goals. And <laughs> finally, finally, a justification for all those meltdowns any of us have ever had. I'm just trying to solve problems here. You know, first world problems, global problems, all the problems in the world. That's why I'm having a tanty in the middle of a shopping centre like a three-year-old. I'm trying to solve problems. Do you mind? Come on. Come on. Which, you know, let's talk anger. Let's talk madness. Let's talk getting angry with madness. The Hulk, now officially the best superhero in the Marvel movies. Science has proven it, which is kind of funny because the Hulk is a scientist. He knew all along, didn't share it with us. I guess maybe he wanted to make us mad. So we'd be, I see what he's done here. And, you know, on our phones with the apps, you know, we all play the games to distract ourselves. Angry Birds. Download Angry Birds. It's now the official self-help app for goal-oriented individuals. Indeed, check that one off as a, as a tick. And, of course, when life gives you lemons... You can throw them back with fury now because we know anger is the key. But of course, you know, as we draw this little segment to a close, we have to tail it with a little bit of responsibility because that's what we do here on The Troy Murphy Show. 
we do things responsibly so we don't get in trouble with the official people. Because even though this has been a satirical question, a satirical segment, people might not be listening with the intent or understanding of the t- intent of which it is delivered. So let's do the uh, the official checking boxes, make sure we don't mislead people thing at the end of this segment. This is a satirical take on the article and scientific study that was published. It's meant for humour and entertainment purposes. And it's not actual advice for achieving goals. Anger should be managed in a healthy and constructive way and it's essential to prioritise mental well-being and emotional balance in the pursuit of one's aspirations and in all aspects of life. Hmm, way to buzzkill a fun and silly segment with having to be responsible. Hashtag that has rent over. And now I'm achieving goals. Stay tuned. More from The Troy Murphy Show coming up right after this. Whether you're growing older, rehabilitating or living with a disability, help is always here at AidaCare. Our new showroom in Sylvania isn't the only reason people choose AidaCare. It's also the information you gain from a chat with our people. Stay informed about the latest equipment, streamlined procedures and funding options available to you by calling 1300 133 120 or visiting adacare.com.au. Adacare is a registered NTIS provider, home care supplier and DVA specialist and is a proud sponsor of 2SSR. In Australia, only 13% of people keep fish. 9% of households without a pet and 17% with a pet are interested in keeping fish. The three reasons they don't keep fish are that they think it is harder, more expensive and more time consuming than it is. All three reasons are a myth depending on what setup you choose. A simple tropical setup is actually the easiest and cheapest pet you can get. Pop in and visit us at Majestic Aquarium's Tarrant Point or follow us on our social media and learn how far fish keeping has come in the last few years. Majestic Aquariums are proud sponsors of 2SR. 2SR can help you promote your business with an innovative and inexpensive marketing plan. Our in-house team will help you design a campaign, voice the audio, and give it the professional production values you need. To find out more, call us on 9545 1800 or email info at 2 to organise a talk with our experienced marketing team. Hi, it's Kale. Hope you can join me for Friday Night Live every Friday from 7 to 9pm for a mix of pop and indie music, interviews with interesting people and all the music and entertainment news from the Shire, Sydney and beyond. Friday Night Live, 7pm on 2SR 99.7 FM. I'll see you there. That was his ID. Now let's talk to the great man himself, Kale Leishman from Friday Night Live, who I believe is is in Adelaide at the moment. What? What's going on, Kale? Yes, hello, Troy. I'm in Adelaide tonight uh, and over the next few days to the uh, Big Radio Awards for Big Radio Stars. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm at the CB, <laughs> the CBAA conference, uh, the annual conference and awards night. So it's, it's fun over here in Adelaide. Kale, uh, more importantly, <laughs> we have you on the show tonight to do a little bit of a quick preview for an exclusive interview you have coming up on your show tomorrow night 
from 7pm whilst you broadcast live from Adelaide in our exclusive Adelaide mm-hmm. studios. Kale, who have you got on, sh- on your show tomorrow? Yeah, well, it's a big Adelaide show. Uh, we've, we've wound in a little bit of Adelaide-themed content into the other segments, but uh, the feature segment is, of course, our favourites, uh, Shire Band Spinning Cupids. We've got five of them on there, uh, all five. Uh, they're going to be on a phone call. Or well, you know, well, I've already done the call, actually. We did a little sneaky, and I'll show you a little preview now. Uh, so Hassam, Dimi, Matt, Ilya, and the new drummer Massimo, Spinning Cupids are on tomorrow for their brand new song. And I'll tell you what, I've heard their song. It's called Malicious, and it's my favourite so far. So uh, we'll play it tomorrow. All right, let's take a listen to a exclusive clip from your chat with Spinning Cupids that will go to air tomorrow night right now. Do you want me to tell you my favourite part of the night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Hassam rizzed me up in front of his whole entourage and the council lady. Did you, you guys all, you, you all witnessed the big, uh, oh, that was my favourite part. Hassam, was it your favourite part? Yeah, we, we, we all saw you blushing it's as well. Obviously, it was my favourite part. Oh, look, I wasn't there for the show. I was there just for a chance to meet you again. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm always like two steps ahead. The Riz never sleeps. Oh my god! I feel like I'm 30 right now. No stopping this man. <laughs> exactly. Do you, do you guys need to get a room or something? Or? Get, get that lead singer under control. <laughs> we'll put him on remember, a leash. Remember, Kale. Remember when you showed me your band? Yeah. Wink, wink. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. We because I walked out at the same time as you guys walked out. Coincidentally, of course. And then uh, Hassam ended up having a little looky loo in my at my van, um, which he has a special name for, but we won't talk about that. There we have it. Spitting cupids who will be on Kale Leishman's Friday night live tomorrow night from seven pm as Kale broadcasts live. Except for that part, because it's pre-recorded. Uh, from Adelaide, Kale, uh, the, the sus moments. I, I want to... Does Hassam call your van the same thing that I call your van, Kale? I think so, but he, probably, <laughs> he might have multiple names that he's not telling me about. Um, but one thing's for sure when Spinning Cupids are on the show is uh, sus moments. So the whole band gets behind it. It's a running theme now. It's a lot of fun. I love having them on the show. Uh, and it'll be bigger and better tomorrow night from 7, Troy. I look forward to hearing the interview and the new song. I too, Kale, have heard a very sneak peek preview of the song, uh, but I look forward to hearing the whole thing tomorrow night. Yeah, all right. We've also got the big quiz, fun news, and Solomon Shire, what's on? Sneaky little plug there at the end. But yes, it is malicious and it is delicious. And it's tomorrow night, Troy. Thank you, Kay. We'll see you tomorrow night from 7. Bye-bye. Two FM, the home of the Troy Murphy Show. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to this here, the Troy Murphy Show. And it's time now for the quick quiz. We're doing it a little bit different this week. It's going to be the quicker quick quiz. So essentially, it's just a Quick quiz. So this week, only five quick quiz questions where you have until I ask the question to shout out your answer before it is revealed. Of course, same rules apply. Let us know on the Facebook page, search The Troy Murphy Show, how many answers you get correct, and I will reward you with little trophy emojis for how many answers you get correct. All right, let's do it. 
Let's start with question number one. Merino is a breed of which farm animal? The answer, sheep. Hmm, I wonder if they're good for counting. Question number two, Melbourne Cup is traditionally run on which day of the week? It is, of course, a Tuesday. Question number three, which is the only Australian mainland state that borders all four other mainland states? Hmm, I'll ask the question again. Which is the only Australian mainland state that borders all four other mainland states? The answer we're looking for is South Australia. Question number four. Which Disney animated film features the characters Iago, Jafar and Princess Jasmine? The film we are looking for is Aladdin. Of course, of which I will self-confess was my first ever male crush. <laughs> and the final question, question number five. What is the title of the sixth book in the Harry Potter series by J.K. Rowling? The sixth book, and we're looking for the title. The answer in three seconds time. The answer is Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. And there we have it. That's the quick quiz. Even quicker this week. Let us know how many you got correct on the Troy Murphy Show Facebook page, of which you'll be rewarded with not prizes or fame or fortune, but even better, tiny little emoji emoticons of trophies. Ah, oh, how rewarding. Hmm. It's time to take a look at the news that broke across the Sutherland Shire this week. Yes, that's right. It's our commitment to the community as part of the station's broadcasting charter. Let's take a look at local news for this week. The Gymere Village Fair's 40th year is this Sunday and the event promises live music, carnival rides, food trucks and 130 stalls on Gymere Bay Row. There will be changes though this year and they include moving rides to President Avenue's end and a youth precinct at the Gymere Community Centre. The Boom Clash Rockstar Youth Stage will feature local rock bands while a community stage at the Kingsway end will showcase children's acts. Hazelhurst Arts Gallery will offer a Paperpalooza open day with live jazz and Gymere Hotel Car Park hosts a petting zoo and reptile show. The fair, presented by the Gymere Chamber of Commerce, hasn't occurred since 2019 and previously drew crowds of up to 50,000 people. 
Also in local news, thousands of Sutherland Shire residents have been warned about potential flood risks to their properties. The council has sent letters giving residents until December 6 to comment on new flood zone maps. The number of properties with flood notifications has doubled to 8,737. This may impact insurance and resale. The initiative is part of a broader effort to manage flood risks and residents are encouraged to participate in the consultation period to improve community resilience and emergency planning. And finally, in Sutherland Shire local news, Swimming New South Wales is proposing to establish a high-performance training centre at the Sutherland Leisure Centre in preparation for the 2024 and 2028 Paris and Los Angeles Olympics and Paralympics. The organisation has written to the Sutherland Shire Council, which will consider the proposal on November 6. The plan includes employing high-calibre coaches partnering with a university for athlete development and involving the New South Wales Institute of Sport. The program would bring financial benefits to the Swimming New South Wales as well as the council while enhancing career opportunities for council staff. The proposal is expected to gain support from the Sutherland Leisure Centre Aquadot Club. And that's what's happening this week in Sutherlandshire Local News. Stay tuned. More from The Troy Murphy Show coming up right after this. Have you ever thought about the life you want to lead in retirement? How much will you need to save to achieve it? And will your superannuation be enough? A little bit of planning now can help you reach your retirement goals. At GJ Private Wealth, we take a customised approach to your retirement planning. Our expert team of qualified advisors will work with you to understand your personal situation and retirement goals to provide you with a personalised plan to help you get there. Speak to one of our advisors today by calling Zero. 028539 or visit www.gjprivatewealth.com.au GJ Private Wealth are authorised representatives of AMP Financial Planning and are proud sponsors of 2SSR. Would you like to be involved in your local not-for-profit radio station? Would you like to become a 2SSR volunteer with the opportunity to be a presenter, provide office support or help with community events? If you would like to be part of the 2SSR family, call us on 9545 1800 or go to our website 2 and click on Membership to download the application form. Keeping it smooth in the Shire for over 20 years. Paul E. Routledge and Smooth Jazz. Will Downing. Gerald Albright. Brand new heavies. Paul E. Routledge and Smooth Jazz. Sunday, 6 p.m. for the drive home on FM 99.7. Now, as part of the Troy Murphy Show's commitment to, well, do something for everyone all in one jam-packed hour show, it's our fun stuff at the front and serious stuff at the back, and we've reached the part where it's that serious stuff at the back. And to illustrate that we are serious, 
I thought before we we get into criticizing politics and being critical and critically analyzing what is happening in the political world day in day out well, I thought we'd come up with a little bit of a jingle and well because we have a house band here in studio I thought I would leave it completely up to them to come up with a jingle the only brief I gave to them was you know it's it's about being critical of politics so uh let's take a listen to the new jingle from the Troy Murphy Show house band to start our critical segment here of politics. Let's get critical, critical. I want to get critical. Let's get critical. Yeah, not quite what, what I was thinking of when I thought of a jingle to illustrate the seriousness of this topic, but hey, we don't pay them, so <laughs> let's run with it anyway. All right, let's get critical. Cost of living, something we keep harping on here about on the show, but it's something we all must be paying attention to and holding those in charge accountable to do something about it. Last week, the Consumer Price Index data was released and it highlights the pain that many Australians are feeling under the Albanese Labor government. I'm about to give you some statistics, some percentages. You know, we love, we love data here on the Troy Murphy Show. And I'm going to tell you about the increases to our everyday cost of living that have occurred in the last 15 months alone. Let's detail them. The cost of food is up 8.2%. The cost of housing is up 10.4%. The cost of insurance, 17.3%. The cost of electricity, 18.2%. And the cost of gas, if you are one of the lucky people to cook with gas at home, well, you're not really lucky because that's now up 28% in the last 15 months alone, making Australia's inflation higher than most of the advanced economies around the world. Now, let's look at this for what it is. The Albanese Labor government, they have had two budgets since they came into power. Two budgets offering an ability to make decisions which would ease the pressure on inflation and therefore bring interest rates back down. Have they done it? Well, I think you know the answer to that. I just went through the statistics saying that they haven't done it. They haven't done it. In fact, they've added to inflationary pressures. And there are so many different factors of which they have added to inflationary pressures. Higher inflation means more pressure on interest rates, which means we have to pay the banks back more for everything. And hardworking Australians are paying the price for this mismanagement. And it's not just 
food, housing, insurance, electricity and gas that's going up. It's cost of living across the board. More than 6 million Australian customers face an average increase of 8% on their monthly NBN bills. Which if you want to laugh, the communications minister, which I think is Michelle Rowland, she came out describing the new pricing deal for NBN as quote, great news for consumers. I don't know how she thinks that because families will be now forced to pay much more for their internet. How can that be great news for customers when families are already struggling to pay their bills? Food up 8.2%, housing up 10.4%, insurance 17.3%, electricity 18.2%, gas 28%, all in the last 15 months alone. Where is this money going to come from to pay all this stuff? We, we learnt last week from Food Bank that as many as 3.7 million Australian households are estimated to have confronted concerning levels of food insecurity. What is food insecurity? It means they can't afford to put food on the table. This data, according to Food Bank Australia's 2023 hunger report. Th and if you want to put that into perspective, that is more than the total number of households in Melbourne and Sydney combined. Of which this report found that more than a third of the population either, quote, compromise their meal choices, end quote, or are forced to, quote, skip meals or whole days without eating, end quote. And the proportion of Australians who have, quote, experienced some level of difficulty in meeting the most basic needs, end quote, is approaching 50%. This is what Food Bank believes. And it doesn't stop there. Oh, no. No, it doesn't, because that would be far too easy. Petrol prices are hurting family budgets every day. We have seen petrol rise considerably across the country in some places to well over $2 per litre under this government. Here in the Shire alone, I have seen fuel prices go up. In fact, you know, let's just quickly Google it now. The New South Wales government's uh, fuel check website, fuelcheck.nsw.gov.au. Let's take a look across the Shire. All above $2, I think. Oh, here we go. Guy Mir, where we're broadcasting from. $2.09. Also say $2.20, $2.45, $2.43, $2.48. These prices, whilst I should admit I am looking at the, uh, the premium 98 petrol here, is getting out of control. Now, I will admit there are a lot of factors driving this increase, but... What is clearly evident that the cost increase in petrol, along with everything else, food, housing, insurance, electricity, gas, NBN, families can't afford it. We're already seeing many families go without food. And it's up to the Albanese Labor government to decide on what measures 
it takes to ease the pressures on Australian motorists. We saw the coalition, when they were last in government, reduce the tax they take on petrol to release pressure on rising prices. In fact, Albanese, Anthony Albanese, our current Prime Minister, when he was opposition leader before the election, spent parts of 2021 and 2022 tweeting photos of fuel prices at the Bowser, blaming Scott Morrison, our local member for Cook and the, the Prime Minister of the time, for the high prices and used cost of living as his pitch to win the election. In fact, I found this tweet the other day on Albo's uh, Twitter or X, whatever it's now called. A promise made on March 17, 2022, before the election, a Labour government will lower the cost of living. That's what he said. Do you think he's keeping the promise? Or when does that promise kick in? And there will be flow on effects for these price rises. Because the food we eat, the products we buy, they get driven around the country in vehicles that use petrol. And if it costs more for them to drive their vehicles, it costs us more because it's basic economics, the cost gets passed on to the consumer. So if you're scoffing at the cost of fuel, of food only being up 8.2%, ah, it's only 8.2%, who cares? Well, it's going to continue to go up because of everything else, including cost of insurance. It's time that the majority of Australians, and in particular, the media who don't report this kind of stuff and let the government get away with it, it's time that we put pressure on the government to outline their cost of living release relief measures for us. The people. The people who elected them to power, they don't rule, they serve. And they need to serve the country as the elected government to do something about cost of living. And a great place to start is cutting the fuel excise, the tax they get on top of whatever we put into our cars, as an immediate reaction. Just to help out. It's Christmas coming up. But no, Albo is about to hop on another plane to go to another country, whilst, you know, he will be there to do some diplomatic stuff, which will be hopefully good in turn for the country. But priorities! Priorities. And let's call out another hypocrisy of the media and the people across Australia who are very critical of Scott Morrison when there were fires. We currently have fires right now here in Australia. Up in Queensland, lives are being ruined due to fires. Is the Prime Minister going to go to Queensland to support the bushfire-affected residents before he jumps on yet another plane to go overseas? Probably not. In fact, I highly doubt he will. It's amazing. It's amazing how the media and the people of Australia hold different sides of politics accountable for what they do. I wonder if Albo is going to pick up a hose or if he does go, will he just go for the uh, the photo op and the, the quick little, you know, sympathetic, head nodding, you know, 
press conference where he feels for the Australians. Australians are struggling at the moment, or if they're not struggling at the moment, well, things are going to keep going up and it's going to become a little bit more painful for a little bit more of us all. And here on the Troy Murphy Show, we're getting critical of what's being done and how our country is being run and calling the government out on how they are handling things. Hashtag that as do better. Hashtag that as rant over. Let's get critical, critical. I want to get critical. Let's get to critical. Two double SR FM, the home of the Troy Murphy Show. As we wrap up the show this week, let's take a look at some tech news. Meta, you know, the Facebook uh, owning company, is in a tight spot this week after launching its social media app threads back in July of 2023. You know, the app that we all joined by the millions. I think there was a 100 million people joined the app in less than a week when it launched and then we all just left because it was boring. (laughs) Well, there is a company called Threads Software Limited and that company claims to have trademarked the name Threads back in 2012 and have given Mark Zuckerberg and the team at Meta 30 days to change the name of their app, Threads, or face legal consequences. Uh, This is all reported by Business Insider, where Threads Software Limited, the little guy, turned down four offers made by Mark Zuckerberg to buy the domain threads.app. Four offers they turned down. Imagine how much money was offered to buy that. In fact, the report says Mark Zuckerberg offered four times the amount it's worth to purchase the domain. Wow, that would have been a lot of money. But they stuck to their principles, they did. They stuck to their principles. Further adding salt to the wound, Meta's Instagram platform removed thread software. Oh, talk about uh, throwing the water, the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> Friends and uh, th- uh, man, geez, this is ridiculous. Instagram and Facebook, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater, removed Thread Software Limited from its platform. <laughs> oh, oh, talk about being a spoiled brat. And speaking of being a spoilt brat and entitled, despite being rejected four times, four times, count them, one, two, three, four, Meta went ahead and named their app Threads anyway. And they they created Threads because of the whole uh, Twitter X now uh, drama with Elon Musk. and, And they thought they'd compete, they'd create their own version of Twitter. It failed. I joined it, I used it for about a week, thought it would be cool, nah, pretty sure the rest of society did the same thing, 
So in 30 days, <laughs> let's come back to this around December 1. Somebody book that, bookmark that for me. We'll, we'll check out what's happened with this legal case. And it's all over, just like that. And that's it. The Troy Murphy Show done and dusted for this, your Thursday night on 2SR FM 99.7. Don't forget... If you missed any part of the show, you can listen back on demand by heading to www.sr.com.au, finding the live program guide, clicking on The Troy Murphy Show, and you can listen back to your heart's content. Until next week, my friends, bye for now. 2SR FM 99.7.